Hey class, it's Ashley, and this is School in Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. If you haven't recently, make sure you follow us on Instagram at School in Life Pod. That's at S-C-H-O-L-I-N Life Pod on Instagram. Make sure you follow us, like our recent posts, comment to let us know what your favorite part of the episode is, and answer any questions we ask in each episode. We love to hear from you. This week in Mentor Moment, I want to talk about three types of people you need in your life as you advance your career. Those three people are a mentor, a sponsor, and and an accomplice. I'm going to talk a little bit about what each one is, why each one is valuable, and how each one can help you at different stages in your life and career. So a mentor is what I do. Um, A mentor is someone who gives you strategy and direction and provides support to advance your career in a very specific and targeted way. A mentor is someone who's been there, done that. They um, have uh, lots of expertise um, in your industry or in the ways in which you hope to do your work. And they are specifically and uniquely designed to provide you with strategy and positioning uh, to help you advance your career. A mentor is not necessarily someone who is like an inspirational or motivational speaker. They might challenge you. They might really push you. You might not always love their advice, but a mentor is someone who's going to give you the strategy and support you need to um, get to the next level. They're going to give you a look behind behind the curtain. They're going to tell you things that um, maybe challenge your current mindset or the current things you think you know about an industry or about a way to advance. Um, And this is what I do. I'm a mentor. Um, My strategies are specifically designed to help professional women in corporate, nonprofit, and educational leadership. And it's not a you know, um, generalize, you know, here's a couple of tips and advice um, style strategy. It really is about strategic support for your career development um, and that insider knowledge um, that you really need to make more money and have more impact. Um, And a sponsor is then someone who will speak your name in rooms that you're not in. Um, You know, this is a sponsor is someone who is like, you know, the idea of like, oh, let me put you on. A sponsor will literally put you on. (laughs) They're the person who says, oh, you know, Kanika can do that. Or you should talk to Amber about that. Or uh, I heard Suzanne has some ideas around that. They're the person who knows your skill set and is in rooms that you're not in and can bring you into the conversation, um, even when um, uh, other people may not know about your value and your skill sets. Uh, A sponsor is important because this is someone who doesn't necessarily support you directly. They might not give you advice. They might not give you tips and insider and strategies like a mentor, but they are definitely rooting for you. And anytime there's an opportunity, they'll throw your name in the hat. They'll mention your name. They'll encourage you to apply for something or to consider something because they see um, maybe more in you than you see in yourself, or they know that you're looking to advance and they want to you know, sponsor you and support that advancement as well. And then finally, there are accomplices. Accomplices are people who are in the trenches with you. This is your um, work boo, your work bae, your work bestie. This is the person who says, oh, girl, did you hear that in the meeting, you know, and texts you under the table? This is the person who maybe is on a different work team than you, but they see what's on the horizon and they loop you in. Um, An accomplice also can be someone who is, um, you know, maybe in a similar position 
than you uh, and is also maybe going through some of the challenges that you are just to make sure that you don't feel alone and isolated in that experience. They're someone who's kind of walking alongside you and you serve as an accomplice to them too. Each of these three people, a mentor, a sponsor, and an accomplice is important to have at every stage in your career development because you're always going to need strategy. You're always going to need someone to put you on, and you're always going to need someone to go through the challenges with you because it can be so lonely and isolating to go through them alone. If you are ready for a mentor, someone who's going to provide you with strategy and support to advance to the next level and teach you how to find sponsors and accomplices at every stage in your career development, let me mentor you you. I'm accepting new mentees into the Mentor Me Accelerator and the Mentor Me Mastermind programs right now. And the next cohort starts um, after April 2nd. So applications will close on April 2nd. So if you know that um, at this stage in your career, you don't really have a lot of people supporting you and you know you need to build a bench, you know you need to build a team, I'm excited to mentor you. You can go to my website at mentor-me.org backslash get-started and you'll take you right to um, my application page where you'll be able to schedule um, a call with me to learn more about Mentor Me programs um, and fill out an application for either program so that we can get started and I can get you the support that you need. I am so excited to serve as your mentor and help you secure a sponsor and accomplice as you advance in your career. So next up is I Digress and this week we're talking about the push. Like I said, at every stage in your career development, you need a mentor, a sponsor, an accomplice. And at any stage in your life, you might need someone to push you, someone who believes in you more than you believe in yourself, someone who can help you, encourage you, give you the push that you need to take the big leap of faith, to say no, to quit the job, to move across the country. And I'm going to share a personal story of someone who gave me a big push in my life uh, and talk to you about how that really changed the trajectory of my life um, and some of the things that I think in my own lived experience might resonate with you as well. So I remember being at um, a work-related conference. It was in the, uh, I think it was in the summer or the spring of 2016. And I, I had heard of Philip's work. Uh, prior to me, um, prior me to me going to the conference, Philip Burlingham is his name, and he was a, a an expert in the field of uh, student affairs and um, student um, engagement and community. And I had heard that he was moving into the online space, that he was starting to talk a lot more about online student engagement and online student support. And I knew that he was going to be at this conference presenting. And so I was eager to get in the room. I remember, you know, being at the conference and going into the room, I was sitting, uh, you know, I got there early. I sat at the front of the room. And when question time came, I raised my hand and asked a question, you know, that idea of like, oh, I'm trying to stuff sound smart, right? Trying to, you know, trying to 
uh, you know, sound like someone who's knowledgeable and was really listening and asking good questions. And he was like, oh yeah, great question. And um, he asked me where I worked um, and I shared with him where I was working at that time. And, uh, you know, he was like, yeah, great question. And he answered my question and they moved on to the next. So then after the presentation, you know how it is at a conference, everybody kind of walks up to the presenter and they're like, oh, I'd love to learn more about you. And da, 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 da. so I had my little, you know, elevator pitch, you know, prepared. I was like, you know, hi, my name is Ashley. Uh, you know, I'm a mid-level professional and I'm looking to learn more about this. Um, and I asked him, I said, are you, uh, do you mentor mid-level professionals? And he said, no, I don't. Um, and I was crushed, right? Because I was like, I had my speech prepared and I was ready for him to say yes. And like, yes, I'll mentor you. I'll help you advance your career to the highest levels of leadership, right? Like, oh, this is what I was ready for him to say to me. And this man was like, no, I don't. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, will you mentor me? Cause I mean, like, that's what I am, but maybe you don't do it for other people, child, but will you do it for me? Like, I was kind of like, you know, this is what I need. And I want to know if you'd offer it to me. And so he said, you know, here's my card, shoot me an email after the conference. And so I did, you know, I'm, I'm queen of follow-up. And I think that that's a good stopping point is that like, sometimes we have in our minds, like how things are going to go for us or like how, like what somebody's going to say in response to a question that we ask. And I think in those instances, we play ourselves. We cannot, I mean, I guess it's okay to be hopeful. It's okay to like, plan a scenario in your head and kind of know how you want it to go, but you need to be prepared for the pivot because it's not always going to go how you want it to go. It's just simply not. It's not always going to go how you want it to go. And you play yourself if you don't, you play yourself if you are intentional about having like a plan B or a pivot point if someone says no to you. Um, and when he said no, and then I asked an additional question, like, well, would you mentor me? And he was like, okay, well, yeah, you know, or, you know, maybe you can email me. Then I followed up. I mean, I think too often, like, even if we do have a plan B, because we don't really want the plan A was the plan, right? And we don't, don't want anything but the plan A, which is fine. Again, it's okay to like want what you want, but at some point you kind of have to like be committed to seeing your vision through, even if you have to go with your plan B. And so plan B was like, you have to follow up. And did I want to do that? Like, did I really want to follow up with somebody who already kind of turned me down and played me in public? You know, like not really, but I did know I wanted to learn from him, right? I did know I wanted to connect with him. And so I needed to follow up. Like that's what he said to do. So I did it. And, you know, we were, uh, I, me I emailed him, he agreed to meet with me, we had like a 30 minute meeting, and then like we were meeting like every other month. And then after about two months of working pretty closely together, he was making uh, recommendations for me to like for gaps that were on my resume, things that he'd like to see me do and consider he was recommending, um, you know, colleagues to follow up with, oh, you can learn from this person, you know, this is this training is coming up, do this, you know, just giving me strategies on how to like, fill the gaps that were in my experience at the time, he recommended that I apply for a director level role. And at the time, I was in an assistant director level role. And I had only been in the role for like 15 months, like I had literally just crossed over a year. And I was shook. Like, you know, I had always been told like, you need to be in a job for at least two years before you go to the next job. Um, the job that he was considering, you know, encouraging me to apply to was like literally in the middle of nowhere, like in a state I had never been to. I was like, I'm not applying for that job. That don't make no sense. Like it's a director level job. I've only, I had 
um, I hadn't um, earned my PhD yet. I was still in school. Um, you know, I had only been in my current job for like a little over a year. It just like, it wasn't like, there was no reason why I thought that I was qualified to do that level of work. Um, even when I looked at the, um, job posting, I was like, mm, I don't know, like if this is really well fleshed out and if I can do this and it was a brand new position. So there wasn't even like a roadmap to follow, right? Like it was a brand new position. Nobody had ever done it before. And I was really nervous because I was like, they don't even really have a plan for this. And then what if like, it doesn't work out and they fire me and they, you know, cancel the position because they realize that this is experimental and it's not going to work. There was no roadmap for it. And I was really getting stressed about it. Um, and I just told him, I said, you know, um, you know, like I wasn't ready, right? Like I wasn't ready. I explained that like I needed more time than maybe like in a year or two after I had gained more experience or like I served on a couple of committees, maybe, maybe after I finished my PhD, right? Like I could, you know, take on the role. Like I'm still a student. Like I can't just like pick up and take on a new job and, and I'm dissertating. Like this is a busy time for me. I don't really have time for that. And he flat out told me, he's like, Ashley, we don't need you to be ready. We need you now. Again, that's like a point where I'll pause because, wow, how profound that like people don't need you to be ready. And you're like, well, I just got to put pieces together and I got a lot of other commitments right now. And as soon as I do this and as soon as I do that, ready is a lie. Ready is a lie. It's not the truth. And the longer you sit around and wait till you're ready, the longer you'll waste time with a myth that's unattainable. No one is ever ready. Mothers aren't ready to have babies. Uh, men aren't ready to, uh, you know, architects aren't ready to build buildings. Um, you know, the first man to walk on the moon wasn't ready to take that step, but ready isn't required. Ready is not required for the things that we need to do. The truth is no one is ever ready. Um, but when it comes to you doing the things that you know you need to do, it's about, intuition and it's about faith right there is a need for you to take immediate action and leverage your your intuition and know that the step and the stair and the landing and the floor will be there as you advance ready isn't required but you taking action you doing the work and you serving yourself, your community, your industry, your colleagues, your customers, that is required because they need you now. They don't need you to be ready. They need you now. Um, and I'm so grateful that I had that push, right? I'm so grateful that somebody told me that I didn't have to be ready. I'm so grateful that somebody was willing to hold my hand. And I guess it wasn't even as much as of a push. It was like, like a, like a tug, like, let me, let me walk alongside you with this. And the, the job that he was recommending that I apply to was an institution that he had worked at. And, you know, he, his um, colleague was serving on the search committee. You know, he definitely, he not only served as a mentor, but in that instance, he served as a sponsor and like was speaking my name in that room before I even got there. Right. Um, and was able to do that. And so like, this is why I talk about, again, those three people are so important and it's important, not just in your career development, but at every stage in your life, like you really need people to walk alongside you. You really need people to, to guide you, to support you. And it's so important. And without that, you will continue to, to, to stall, to dawdle, to sort of 
you know, not take action. And so I really invite you to get the expert level support that you need. If it's in your career, I'm accepting new mentees right now, and I'm excited to serve you. Again, you can go to mentor-me.org backslash get dash started, or go right to uh, my program pages, mentor-me.org backslash accelerator or mastermind uh, to apply to the programs and get started. I'm excited to mentor you. And last but not least, this week is TVT. And I wanted to return to a show that I've talked about here before, and it's Jane the Virgin. Um, I know that I'm a couple years late, but I um, just started watching Jane the Virgin last year, I think maybe like in the summer or fall. And um, I'd like left it for a while because um, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. After Michael died, I was not okay. Like, I don't know why I took that so hard, but I really did. I was not okay. I took it really hard. I was really having trouble processing. Um, but I'm excited to share that he's back. He didn't actually die. He was drugged by Sinrostro. He um, was has amnesia, but he came back and... It's one of the happiest days of my life. Like, I was so happy that he was back. I was so excited for him and um, Jane to fall in love again. I was so excited about just the opportunity for them to rekindle their love. And then, of course, the show broke my heart again because she's just like, oh, this is what was. And, you know, I can't choose you. I have to choose my future. I can't go with my past. And... Oh, it wrecked me again, y'all. It literally wrecked me again. If you haven't watched Jane the Virgin, like you have to watch it, but I've kind of spoiled it totally. If you've been with listening this long, I totally spoiled it for you. So I don't know, like if you're okay with spoilers and you can still watch, watch it. If you have watched, I just need to know if I'm going through these emotions with anybody else. Did anybody else, like was anybody else not okay after like Michael died and then he came back and then she was with him for a little bit and then she wasn't like, this is taking me on a journey and I am just not okay. Um, so I just want to know if any, if that resonates with anybody. And then also I kind of got a life lesson out of it because, you know, it's like one of those things where like at first, like I was frustrated with Jane for like exploring, like exploring her emotions, you know, like, oh, you don't have to feel every emotion you have. You can kind of just let them pass. You don't have to like go so deep into everything. But one of the things that I realized as an adult is like, you have to feel the feelings. You have to feel your emotions. You can't like shy away from them. And when you try to stuff your emotions in a box and pretend they don't exist and not really engage with your emotional well-being, like when you try to do that, it's the box is just going to explode. So you might as well feel the feelings. And even if that hurts people, um, like you have to feel the feelings. And and obviously, you know, I'm I'm saying this in a in a space where it's like, when I say feel the feelings, I mean, like, if your feelings like I'm going to harm someone else, then you don't get to feel that feeling. You need to feel a therapist, right? But like, if the feeling is like, I'm sad, or I feel like I love this person, or I feel like I want to get to know this person better, like feel that feeling, like let that course through your body process that, um, engage with that emotion. Don't, don't just try to stuff it in a box and pretend it doesn't exist because you'll be worse off. Right. And so you just have to feel the feelings and and so I guess I just want to encourage anybody who is um, 
has a feeling that they've been stuffing in the box, like feel the feeling. And if you're scared to feel it, like know that fear is not a prerequisite, like know that the absence of fear is not a prerequisite for doing the thing you need to do. So you can be scared and you can do it anyway. You can be terrified and you can take the next step. Um, you can be terrified and make the first phone call, you know, do the first workout, eat the first healthy food, like fear, the, I, the absence of fear is not required for you to do the work. What's required is for you to do the work. And if you need support doing the work, get a therapist, call a friend, hire a mentor, right? Get the support that you need. Um, but the show kind of reminded me that like, you can't stuff your feelings in a box. And even when you want to, even when you don't want to feel how you feel, if you feel the way you feel, you got to feel it. You got to feel the feelings <laughs> and that's annoying. Right. But it's true. So I hope that that resonates. And I look forward to hearing from you about like your own journey with Jane, the Virgin. Um, I'll probably wrap up the show over the next week or the weekend. Um, but it's been a journey. Jane and her and the uh, Villanueva's have been a journey and it's just been a joy to like have this light, airy, fun show to just like, you know, in my days with. So shout out to Jane the Virgin. Um, and thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of School and Life. We look forward to seeing you next week. School's out. Class dismissed.